I'm Thomas Shabbat, and you're listening to the Sense Call-Ups. Recently, snowfall-covered National Capital Region. Welcome to Season 9, Episode 2 of the Sense Columns for Monday, January 18th, 2021. I'm Cardinal Panikanaka here as well. We're back, <laughs> faster than normal, to talk about the start of the NHL season and with our thoughts about what we've been seeing so far. Boys? We're back faster than the power play trying to break into the offensive zone. Oh, boy. Oh, How's it going? Yeah, that's going to, yeah. It's going to irritate the hell out of me. Is that, that's what it's going to do. Well, I think part of the problem is that they need to get figure out what they want to do and then practice doing it a lot more than they well, have. Well, they know Remember, what they want to do. It's that over and over and over again. And when that doesn't work, they'll have to figure something else out. Because that didn't work last I, year. I hope so, man. I really hope so. Because uh, always the, the excuse is always like, well, we don't have time to practice anything else, right? Well, this isn't working. Make, make so, time. Make time. <laughs> so, so find something else. You know, it's what everybody else is doing. And everybody goes, oh, we know how to fix that. Especially with these guys. Um, find something else. I mean, if you, tr- you keep giving the same look every single time, this just in. People are going to figure out what you're about to do. Yeah. And they're <laughs> they already did do. So, so I, I, we'll, we'll get into that. I'm sure. Need more than one look. That's all I have to say on that. Yeah. Um, Quick. Uh, I actually had a weekend in the city for the first time since what, last. At early May? No, no. I, there were, I, there was early last spring. I couldn't go anywhere. So. You know, oh, right. Staying. Yes. Um, and I didn't really want to be here, but because of the lockdown, I did stay. Um, I don't know what if, if this is happening out where you guys are, but on two walks around the Glebe, one on Saturday, one on Sunday, I must have seen, no word of a lie, over a hundred snowmen. Oh, yeah. They're everywhere. And some of them are very creative. Very creative. But I mean, they're in parks. They're in people's front yards. They're at Lansdowne Park at the Sliding Hill. They're along the canal. They're everywhere. It was perfect. They're in the middle of weather. traffic. <laughs> it was so, to me, it's it, nice, was, eh? it's nice. it was wonderful. It was wonderful to see people being creative like this outside in, you know, in the snow, which was perfect for it. Exactly. It was heavy, wet snow. But it was wonderful to see so many people doing this. There were kids building snow forts down on um, Patterson Creek or, or Brown's Inlet, I should say. Um, and one on Patterson Creek. They were just everywhere. It was it was really cool to see so much outdoor activity in the city. I mean, mm-hmm. the weather was nice for it, but it was really it was very heartwarming for me to walk around and see some of these uh, snowmen and snow forts and snow dragons and all sorts of other things that people were making. I, I laughed and laughed and laughed. It was great, it, I really it, especially it. in the ones that uh, 
Because everyone's doing them on their own yards, not with a whole group of other people. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, some of these were also in, in the, the public spaces in the Glebe, not just in people's front yards, but they, were, they weren't huge hordes of people doing it. It was like a family does this one, a family does that one, and you know, a few people over here doing this. Um, the I'm going to think of something unique and uh, maybe like a cannon and point it at the neighbor or something, like a snow cannon. I'll, I'll think of something. Well, <laughs> Calvin and Hobbes is always good for those. But well, you see, I was looking around. That I, I think I sent you the picture of the one Calvin and Hobbes ish one that I saw. Did I not? Banging his, head, I think against banging his head against the tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so great. But there was one that I saw. It was a father and daughter, and the daughter I'd say was probably university age. But she and her dad were building a, a snow fort or a snow fort, a snowman that required a ladder. <laughs> wow <laughs> like okay you've gone from fun in the snow to carpentry here <laughs> you know, this is now a construction project that's but pretty freaking cool though they were having so and it was huge like the bottom ball must have been i don't know a meter and a half wide i don't know how they rolled it unless they just sort of built it up but it was absolutely enormous it was fantastic and they were giggling like she was five and he was you know 25 it was absolutely hilarious to watch yeah it was fun and I mean, the, the walks were awfully good to be out in, in the, in the fresh air. So at least that was fun. I wasn't at the cottage, but at least I had the, I had some laughs. So anything new with you guys? Absolutely not. <laughs> well, Just the hockey. I keep, I keep yeah. hoping you're doing something, but you know, I understand that you're well, not. Well, it's also my busy period. So it's, That's uh, true. I'm keeping busy that way. Okay. Fair where enough. with my, my boss keeps challenging me. He's like, Dave, you, you're Dave. Pan. He also calls me Pan. Um, it's like, I know you're trying to like to do all of your work and meeting with all your clients now. You cannot take 10 months off. And I'm like, watch me. <laughs> I don't so, want to take 10. I just want to take the rest of the hockey season. That's all. And then the summer. And then the summer. <laughs> probably be vaccinated, so goodbye. I was going to say, by the end of the summer, you'll be vaccinated, and then you'll travel. So goodbye. Yeah, exactly. I'll see you in December. So, and, and the nice thing about this, too, is because in whatever industry I work in that I know nothing about, um, it's, it's all like customer relations based. So this has been the easiest year to schedule people in. And I don't have to drive from place to place to place. So it's just like, Start web meeting, end web meeting. Start web meeting, end web meeting. Make a call, make a call, make a call, make a call. And then it opens up my day. Like even today, and I'm just pulling the curtains a little bit, but my two o'clock missed their meeting. Fine. It happens. And they, they emailed me after and apologized. So Stuck in traffic. <laughs> yeah, what traffic? I, I, I think they just went outside and <laughs> forgot about the meeting, which it, it happens. It, it's fine. Um, so this was at two. So I called my three 30 at two 30, my, f my, um, like six 30 client at three. And then another client that was supposed to see that I called them. So I just ended up freeing up four hours of my own time instead of just sitting there and waiting for the next meeting because people can't shift their days around normally. Now they right. can. So it's been wonderful like that. And then with that, the next, all the next appointments for whatever we need to do, just like with the doctor, everything's all scheduled. So my boss can't complain about that. I was like, 
what do you mean you only have four meetings a week moving forward? I'm like, well, I do. And I put them all on a Tuesday. So I talk to all my clients on that day. And then the other four days, I don't know. I'll have other things to do. I'll figure yeah. it out. Don't worry about <laughs> like, that. But I've seen everyone. So what does it matter? Exactly. It's like, oh, stop. What? <laughs> anyway. So yeah, it's fun. Good. I, I'm having fun. I'm having fun doing it. And, and well, that's what okay. matters. You're not, you're not, you don't sound nearly as stressed as you do at this time of year normally. No. So again, not driving <laughs> around saves me hours a day. Hours. Yeah, yeah that's true. And switching to Geico can save you money on your insurance. <laughs> <laughs> not that we're endorsed by them or anything. They don't give us any money yet. So maybe they should now. Anyway. We have games to talk about. We got other stuff to talk about. Wow, we have games to talk about the first time in yeah. 10 months. All right, well, 10 then. 10 months. Yeah, 311, 312 days, something like that. Something like that. A long time. Let's you go. Can imagine some other podcasts are like 180 episodes since, but okay. Game You know, nice what, what I probably I, should I do is I should maybe stand when I do that so I can really get the sound out. I don't think that'll be necessary. <laughs> <laughs> nice little dig you got in there about uh, other uh, podcasts doing like 100 episodes. Hey. Blah, blah, blah. Because there's uh, just, for our listeners' sake, just so they know, there have been some people commenting that, you know, some of the newer podcasts have been putting out, uh, and I'm doing air quotes, a ton of content, and they've done, you know, 100 episodes, but done 100 episodes on virtually nothing and they're how long i mean yes we're at season number nine but our seasons are numbered by hockey seasons not by seasons of the you know the the year yep so yes we may not have as many episodes but ours are much longer running and we've been around longer and we're not just fluff in season one we had a lockdown we talked about escalators and people going up and down (laughs) lockdown yes and we managed to get from lockout to lockdown. Lockdown, there you right. go. Lockout. <laughs> the history of the sense call-ups. I'm, I'm afraid to figure out what the, lock, the next lock something will be. That kind of frightens me. Anyways, we got games. Let's go. Yeah, so, and even at that, some podcasts take themselves way too seriously. Those were two great games to watch. That was so nice. You're half right, but yeah, you know. <laughs> I know what you mean. So, so first game of the season. And I absolutely, I love the crowd noise where, of course, they did the, the, the Sens introductions and it was all fun and, and stuff like that. And like, we're sitting here watching and my God, these jerseys, holy crap, do they ever look amazing? Especially the logo. No, oh, you, you know I, what? I really like it. I, I like them too. Uh, I'm fine with the logo now. I think I might actually like the away uniform a little bit more. And I think what it is, it's the black pants because they keep the black pants on the away uniform. So you get a nice a contrast, contrast where at yeah. home it's black and black and it, hmm. but I like it. I'm not complaining. Just, it was just kind of an interesting observation. I didn't think I'd like the white and now I find I'm liking it more than I thought it would. So, uh, well, yeah. I was like that when they originally had the um, the 2D logo. The first one I ever bought was the white one because I liked well, it. Well, that, yeah, that was also home team at that point. Yeah. 
but I still liked it. <laughs> I sure. the white one because sure. I liked it. Fine, more. fine. Yeah. I mean, I do have a black, I have several black original ones now. Right. And, and again, we, we, we all know why I don't get the white ones. Ketchup. You don't put ketchup because you hot spill dog. things on them. Yeah. <laughs> tell you about the time that, that we, when we were in the press box, and of course I was wearing a suit because I was after work, and I ended up, okay, so I'm going to put ketchup on this time, and it ended up all the way down my sleeve. <laughs> oh, how how do you get ketchup on your sleeve? Because of the stupid pump. <laughs> I think I missed. Oh, okay. I'm like, that that takes a special kind of something. But yeah, yeah, we're supposed yeah. to be talking I, I, about I, hockey games. Well, this was an experience at a hockey game. <laughs> so yeah, so jerseys were great, and then of course, and this is where you knew it was fake because we're sitting at the at the, it's, the games at the CTC, and then the announcer John Trotter goes, and now welcome to the ice, the Toronto Maple Leafs, and all you could hear are their skates. <laughs> and quiet. I'm like, this is weird. Uh, <laughs> Should have okay. thrown in a this is our house uh, chant. That would have been amazing. Anyways, so final score 5 3 Ottawa Senators. I got a bit of nose for you here. First goal, Thomas Shabbat from Batherson. Beautiful pass by Batherson and Norris. Second goal by Brady Kachuk. Assist by Zaitsev and Norris. So it's Norris's two first um, NHL points. On the first two goals of the season. On the first two goals. Austin Watson scored from Coburn and Paul. Chris Tierney scored from Zaitsev and Kachuk. So now Zaitsev's got uh, two assists. And then Derek Stepan gets one from Kachuk and Batherson. So Kachuk, Kachuk is- ended the game with one one goal, two, three assists? No, two assists. Two sorry. assists. Um, Shabbat was a plus four. I didn't notice that at the time. I saw that later. How many points did uh, Austin Matthews have? Uh, <laughs> well, I want to see how you know Brady was comparing because I mean, you know, Austin Watson had more goals than Austin Matthews. I <laughs> so yeah, so I found that a little bit interesting. I'm like, five goals, all with a goalie in. So I did some math. Uh-oh. I didn't prep you for that. I don't even know if you have it on the board anymore. No. Okay. Math is a wonderful thing. So last year, and I, I know I tweeted about this, and I got it wrong, but I tweeted about this. I don't know if you guys saw it. How many games last year in the 76 or whatever it was that we played, did the Ottawa Senators score five or more goals? Twelve. Um, nine. Okay. Now, of these teams that we've played, Detroit, San Jose, and Buffalo twice. So four of the nine are against other teams that didn't make the play-in. Yeah. And then the Rangers got swept. We beat them by that. Edmonton lost in the first, and the Predators also lost in the first. And I think that was a Thomas Shabbat overtime goal, by the way, which was amazing. Calgary and Vancouver, the other two. And the Vancouver game, we actually both of those uh, we had empty nets. Yeah, I don't. So, I don't want to read too much into the first game of the season. And I the, do, but <laughs> well, only if you're going to read that much into the second one. That's right. 
it's going to take a while. It, it was, it was great. Um, it, it was nice to see they came from behind as well. The second period usually dogs the senators and the second period they, they opened up. Um, it's always nice to beat Toronto in your own barn. Yeah. And that's also means that we've played seven opening season games against Toronto. Wow. What is Ottawa's record in those seven games? Oh, it must be five or six wins. It's six and okay, one. Not not home. It's six and one. Yep. Amazing. For the Ottawa Senators playing their first game of the season. Okay. Because there's the one. first ever shootout. I remember that. There's I the remember Austin, that too. There's the Austin Matthews four goal game and a loss. Yep. There's this one. That's that's a lot. Mm-hmm. I can't remember any of those. So I can tell you some standouts that I noticed watching the game, and I bet you noticed Mm -hmm. a few of these too. Uh, Well, first off, you you brought it right up. Shabbat, Kachuk, both came to play. So those are two of Ottawa's top players and immediately got right on the board and and looked like they hadn't missed. It didn't look like they had rust, if if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Shabbat was a little choppy with with the puck. Actually, a lot of them were choppy with the puck, but that's fine. Nick Paul. Holy crap, that guy, uh, what a workhorse. There's been uh, a lot of positive talk about Nick Paul after the first two games. Very significant, like very noticeable. Uh, and because the nature of that uh, Toronto team being very high class, very high speed, uh, very high talent, the uh, he's on the fourth line or third line? Uh, third line. He's third line right now. He They got a lot of time, right? And especially when they're doing penalty kills. Just very very noticeable and, and just working hard and getting in the right places. That, that, that was nice to see. I'm going to have uh, to look deeper in regards to him. Yeah. And Murray, using, his, using his size too. Yeah. Cause he's Murray. Big. I thought was great. Yep. Uh, I did not, I wasn't expecting like, I actually expected to be some bad goals because it's early in the season, but uh, he, he looked good. Uh didn't strike me as being problematic. Uh, and, and held us in the game, both games really. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think there really was a bad goal in all of these either. No, I didn't think so. Has been deflected or screened? I, th- I thought there was one of them in the second game. I'm trying to remember which one it was. That was like, uh, I kind of think you should have had a, that one. There was a deflection. Yeah, there was one, yeah. There, there was one that was a long shot in that had some screen. That's like, oh, you probably should have been in a better spot, but it's still a screen. Granted, we're making up, I'm making up as many excuses Dadanov? as I can. Did I say that right? Dadanov, yeah. Um, wasn't impressed. It's early, but didn't I, I, just, I didn't, I didn't notice, notice him. him. And when he, when I did notice him, it was negative. So I was kind of disappointed there, but Hey, it's early. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Tim's just the game one. Uh, I, it, it, he, I felt like he was probably nervous, but I thought he did. Okay. Uh, I think he was too insulated by the coach, to be honest. Yeah. He was only, he was really only playing in, in the neutral zone. From what I saw. And, and it's also interesting because in the World Juniors, he looked like the biggest guy on the ice. And then watching these games, he looked like the smallest guy on the ice. <laughs> Boys and men. Yeah. For him. Yeah. Just crazy. Like, it's incredible as to how much of a difference that there is over really. Over what I did notice is that he didn't uh, get scared and shy away. Whereas someone who might be really nervous might just like dump right away or just do something really stupid. Like he, he kept with his game as much as he could in time he had at least. 
When I get nervous, I dump right away too. <laughs> On the spot. Yeah. <laughs> that's unfortunate. Um, yeah. No, the guy that's really impressed me is Drake Batherson. Yes. It's like, I know great. a lot of people are saying it's like Nick Paul looks like a, uh, looks like Mark Stone. I'm like, no. Drake ba- Drake Batherson looks like Mark Stone did at, th- at that age. Mm-hmm. So I I he he's really really played well so that's been very impressive for me. Um oh, what else did I have for that game? I think that's pretty much well, all I had. Okay, it, it, was, it was pretty dominant. And then the, of course the the slingshot back pass to the power play. Second time I saw that I was like, "Oh, we're in trouble." It looks really bad. Now, I t- t- for the listeners that don't know what we're talking about, I don't know if it's actually called a slingshot, but that's no. a good name for it. Uh, the idea is you know, when you're trying to break into the offensive zone, when you're on the power play, so usually the other team is hanging back, and uh, what they were doing is two skaters would stay really far back, like right really back with back. the goalie. And it wasn't until it seemed like it wasn't until the the skater with the puck was over the the defensive blue line, almost mm-hmm. to kind of center ice, before the people behind them started getting going. And then he would drop it back, and one of those back skaters, and now coming at a very good clip, would grab it and try to gain entry. Now, I, I think in theory, to be fair, the idea is if the neutral zone's really clogged up, you're trying to get people going at different speeds, and get and if you could time it just right, you could get people you know. If you get speed, you can throw off people that are standing uh, and not skating and kind of doing doing a back check that way. But it just seemed to be so exaggerated. Like you have two people back that far, it, it just looked really bad. And it looked like it kind of looked like a trick play that's like, mm, this could be really neat. But wait, you're doing this every time now. This is bad. And it wasted so many seconds, it, it seemed, did. on the power plays. It did. Because from the back pass, because of the distance as to what you're mentioning. It looked like it was probably a good three steamboat before between the puck being dropped dropped back and the player actually getting to the puck. To it almost felt like they're trying to hide skaters behind the net so that the and then try to pull them out. <laughs> that wasn't what they were doing, but it, it felt like a trick play. And I think the idea was to generate speed on the entrance. And I think it's a you know, keep it in your bag. But everyone knows it. Do it every time. You can't yeah. do it every time. Yeah, exactly. the defense, like the other team's just going to sit there and wait for you. Yeah. They know what's going to happen. So, yeah. and they're going to wait, wait for you at center ice instead of in their own, in their own zone. So would that not work better if you're starting, if you do the back pass at the red line instead of the blue line, defensive yeah. blue line. So it, it's early. I'm not expecting power play wizardry right off the bat, but it just felt, like I, I, I want to see wasted. something different than that. I want to see something simple. Something simple, straightforward. Don't make it complicated. It don't make it all fancy. Yeah, it doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be trickery. Keep it simple. And I also noticed when they did get in the zone, which was rare, they didn't have a lot of times that they got it was get a in. Minute. Set up. It was a minute to get in. And then when they did have it, I felt like they just kind of stood around a bit. Um, and I know that can happen to many teams, but it just, yeah, keep it simple. But if, if you're, if you're going to keep passing it back and forth and be very predictable, like you're just wasting time in the zone now too. So you wasted time to get in and you wasted time when you're in and yeah. The other thing, not power play related, but this is more penalty kill slash defensive pressure kill. 
it may, this is maybe just credit to Toronto because they are, I mean, they're a high talent team. They're, they're, and they got a lot of players of good hand eye coordination. Um, but it seemed like every time Ottawa was trying to clear it, they would just get knocked down or bad clearing attempts. And it was oh, amazing yeah. how many times that puck would just not get out. And a couple of times it did turn into goals. Speaking of hand eye coordination, that first goal should have been waved off. But uh, according to the rules, oh, that's state, right. Maybe, yes. Yeah, they kept saying if it's higher than the crossbar and then they showed three different angles, then one of the angles they show is like, oh yeah, you can see right there, it's higher than the crossbar. But then they stopped showing that angle. I'm like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> Now, to be fair, like I, I, I actually don't mind if they call that a goal, but when you're sitting there saying the, it doesn't matter about a shoulder, it's all about the crossbar, unless they're wrong. And there's like crossbar, 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 and they show it. And it's like, oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, he's about the crossbar. Even Pierre Dorian, you could see him. They pan to him. He's in the box. He's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, a, you know, holding his hands up about a foot or so above the crossbar. And it's like, that's a good goal confirmed. What? Wait, really? What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they didn't challenge it. You can't challenge what? that. That's not a challengeable play. It's like goalie interference. Whatever you think it should be, just call the opposite. Yeah, you you can't even challenge it. So, and, and that was an incredible hand eye coordination to get that goal. Oh yeah, not as good as game so two. Was Stuth- so, was, so was Tim Stutzler's goal. That's right. Yeah. So game two. Yeah. So so game two three two loss. We, we got just slammed in this game. Nick Paul opened the scoring from Zeit 7. And one of the Browns, I don't know which one. Thank you, NHL.com. <laughs> one of them. And then Tim Stutzla from Thomas Shabbat and Colin White. And my God, what a play. Just incredible. So. Nice to see him get that goal right off the uh, – get the monkey off the bat early. Yeah. And a pretty one, too. Like, it wasn't a, a little scrambly play. That was a beautiful play. <laughs> and so, and, and, and through the game, too, because this game was flat, and this is another big takeaway about Stutzla for me. It's that the game was dead. It was dead. It was boring. Nothing was happening. And then he scored with 11, or with like 10 minutes left in the game, roughly. And there was life. And now there's life. So the team was able to rally after something that he did. And then he got taken down in front of the net, like not even like a, a battle in front of the net kind of cross check. I think it just looked like plain interference to me. No yeah. call. And then kind of a uh, battling yes, for the puck in the yeah. corner. And then they called a penalty against that him. Was a, yeah. that I understand the non-call on that play, but that was a bad penalty to call. And that killed the game. That you, I think it was like two, two and a yeah. half minutes left in the game or something like that at the time. Yeah, but three. So I was really hoping he'd come out from the box and score again, but that unfortunately did not happen. And by the way, that sound effect you heard, we, we got an email. Uh, it was from an unsigned, but he wrote in, uh, or he or she wrote in, Hi guys, my family was watching the season opening win against the Leafs when the announcers men- mentioned Stutzla multiple times in a short span. And my three-year-old picked up on it, laughing and giggling because he thought it sounded hilarious. Now he loves just randomly saying it and breaking into laughter. Attaches a little audio clip of how he likes to say it. Just great. Awesome. I love it. I love, love it. that. Uh, I'm going to be hearing that. <laughs> For probably the next 10, 15 years. <laughs> okay with it. So, 
Yeah, so those are the games. Um, thank God hockey's back. It was good to cheer for something again. Football season's been on since September. Yeah, but I don't watch football. <laughs> and it, it ha- apparently the games have been great either. I would disagree. Really? I've, okay. been, I've been quite entertained. A lot, of, a lot of the games have been just duds. Well, that happens in that happens in any sport. It's just that on with with football, they only play once a week. So, and some teams have been horrifically bad, as always happens in the NFL. Cardinals doing well. That's why he's having a great time. Uh, I see. Oh no, that's not why I think it's been a great season. I'm, I'm very happy that the Green Bay Packers are in the uh, conference championship game. No, I've actually been watching bits and pieces of all sorts of games and all sorts of teams. And my fantasy team was just a disaster this year, but I still enjoyed it. All right. So, are the Browns playing the Bills now? No, the Browns no, are out. Browns are out. They lost to the Chiefs. Oh, the Chiefs yeah. and the Bills are playing. So the Chiefs came back, or were they never they were losing? They were never losing. Never losing. So the Chiefs were ahead, but even though their quarterback got knocked out, they still won. Yes, correct. Ah, well, they have a very good veteran backup. So, like a, a very serviceable veteran backup. So. And we'll see it. Anyway, back to hockey. <laughs> so what else do we have? So Colin White was a healthy scratch on the first game. One thing that I did notice is, is Stutzler seemed to have been playing much better with Colin White as his center versus Stepan. So I I think that they complement each other better. Well, if they Stepan could, knows. if they can complement each other and and, and why well, you look so pretty today. <laughs> if Stutzler can elevate Colin White's game, yeah, um, I'm okay with that. Now, who I was trying to—I I can't remember this. Who was taken out of the game to put Colin White in? Was it Anisimov? Anisimov, yeah. Okay. I go. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> it is fine. Um. Yeah, yeah Colin, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with Colin White. If it's some sort of mental game they're playing to try to wake him back up, I think I so because. So many years ago. Some people say, well, well, maybe they're going to trade him. It's like, well, wait a second. If you're going to trade this guy, you better get him playing on your top two lines because you don't want teams thinking, well, wait a second. That's a lot of salary for a guy who was just, you know, a healthy scratch. No one's going to take him the way that it is right now, anyways. Well, yeah, especially right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, between him and Logan Brown, it's, what do you want? So. Anyways, I've, I've got I've got all the patience for Colin Waite. Again, I said it last episode. It the first, in my opinion, top line center was his job to lose, and apparently he lost it. I have a lot more patience for Colin White than Logan Brown. Than I have Logan patience. Brown. I have patience for both of them because Logan Brown is still quite young, but he hasn't been approaching the whole earn your spot, earn your ice time thing very well. He's been a bit of a petulant child. And his agent hasn't helped him in that regard. Well, he fired his agent. Well, but his agent still didn't help him is what I mean. Like it, no. that didn't, that did not look good and it didn't sound good. Well, helicopter so, parents are a pain in the ass to deal with. That too. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm, I have patience with both of them. You don't need to get this player in. I am so incredibly sick of, I just want to see him. I just want to put him in the, I just, I just want to see him play. I want to put him in. I want to see what he's doing. I want to see what he's doing. The coach already knows. He doesn't need to see him in an NHL game to know whether he's ready to play or not. He already knows that. Yep. So so fanboy sitting in your lounge chair, 
Shut up. Like us. Well, the the armchair GMs who, who know everything, who just, I just want to see him play. I just want to see him play. I just want to see him play. Take the word just out of that sentence. I want to see him play. Why? Yeah. Why do you want to see him play? Well, I just want to see how he's doing. No, take the word just out of that. You want to see how he's playing. Do you think that you are a better evaluator of talent than the general manager and the coach? Or more specifically, the coach. They think they are based on the fact that they know what they're talking about because they watch a lot of hockey. Mm -hmm. Just like they know what's going on with the draft because, you know, they really know what, who the senators should have drafted. Well, um, I correct me if I'm wrong, but there are an awful lot of empty seats at OHL games. So how many of these people are actually going to junior hockey games to know that much about these players? Or they just decided, well, I read something. Yeah. Yeah, I read something somewhere and I'm really upset that we didn't draft him. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to put that one under the and, really couldn't care less category. Who who do you pull out of this lineup? Well, that's an ongoing question. I, isn't it? I, I don't, I don't even think Anisimov deserved to get pulled. I thought he played well enough. I thought he did too, but, and I understand that there isn't, this is still a rebuilding team. There is no future with Anisimov. So you pull them out. That's fine. Cause you should play Colin white. You should, but, and again, I, I thought he did feel like they moved him up the lineup, but today they put him back on fifth line. So I don't know. I I don't know. We don't see these things, but it, it I just find that interesting. Um so we'll we'll see what happens tomorrow. Yeah. Well, I think we're I think like we discussed this in, in the last him. episode. I, I think there's going to be a rotational thing for certain players mm-hmm. um because of certain number of games in a certain number of days and okay i want to put this player in because you're playing about the same so i want to see how he's been how he's doing versus you because you're about the same and i'm going to rotate you back and forth so deal with it fine um but i think that i i don't want to see the one thing i don't want to see is we lost the game we have to switch things up oh well we won the game Okay, keep winning everything. You're in. Winning well, you're in. Yeah, I don't want to see no, that. Winning you're in. Yeah. I don't want to see winning you're in. I don't want to see that sort of situation because that's just going to frustrate everybody, especially me. Um, make moves that make sense. Yes. Yeah. Um, but don't switch up for switch up's sake. That's, that's I guess, true. where I'm going. Yeah. And like, especially with back to backs, there's going to be decisions that will look weird, but that's just a scheduling for this year, too. Yeah, and I mean, I think, especially with back-to-backs and so many of them, because it's basically 56 games in 114 days, mm-hmm. that's a lot of hockey in not very long period of time. So if players are taken out, it happens in the NBA all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, work work management or, or you know, whatever, effort management, whatever the term is that they Load use. management. Load management, thank you. I got management, right? Um I have no problem with players being taken out because we don't want them to be tired, like worn out because worn out players are more prone to getting injured. So that's That's fine. So I'm not going to complain if there's a a road, if there's, you know, players coming in and out, but if it becomes a bit of a revolving door of say, for example, Anisimov, Colin White, game, 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 game. Saying, okay. Yeah. I'm not seeing that. I'm not seeing that. Yeah. Because neither one of them can actually get momentum, right? Well, exactly. You're not giving them, a, you know, you're not giving them a chance to, you're not giving them a chance to 
build up with whoever they're playing with if they're only playing with them part time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Hundred percent agree. <sighs> so all right. Other what stuff else about this team? So that's that's the games. Yeah, let's oh, go through the list. Zaitsev, man, three assists, two games. Good for him. Great. Pump him up. Pump him up. Get him out. <laughs> <laughs> He'll look really good for Seattle. That's where we need to go. He'll look really good yeah. for Seattle. Yeah. And, and this is, I know we mentioned it last year. And it seems to be that we were the only ones that were kind of down on Colin White because of the effort. Everybody else loved him. But both he you was, and I, Cardinal, said, if he doesn't get it together, I'm exposing him. Yes. And yeah. I would say there's a very low chance that they would take him. And I would still try to get Zaitsev out of here over Colin White. But. Well, and, and now I'm I'm starting to think maybe I need to get rid of Colin or let them take Colin White and keep Zaitsev, and I'm happy with it. Well, yep. let's look at this and say by game twenty, we'll go back and look at you know what the rules are for what the protected lists are. Yep, and we'll look at it. So I mean, a couple of episodes from now, we'll, we'll I'll try and make a mental note to put that on the list of things to do. Then we'll go back and say, okay, okay here well, the I'm constantly are. thinking of the expansion draft, so that's for, oh. I I won't forget it. Yeah, I I'm, I'm not that good. Because <laughs> um, well, every single move you see, it's like, how how does this impact the expansion draft? Well, and how does it impact Austin Matthews? Matthews? Yes. Yeah. Well, Toronto put their backup, their their third string goalie on waivers today or they yesterday. Ca- yeah, they needed the ca- the uh, cap space because Batherson knocked out Nick Robertson for four weeks. So, oh, so, so they needed the cap space, which is why Spezza had to come off and move to um, taxi move squad? to taxi squad. And then Dell Spezza get claimed off waivers? No, but no. So, did they have to take Dell off the taxi squad to? Okay, there's no re-entry waivers, right? Sorry, never mind. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But you need to clear waivers to get back to the taxi squad. Mm-hmm. So I think they already had a couple calls, probably from Edmonton as well, because Edmonton uh, Mike Smith is out. Mm-hmm. Um. So and the de- and Corey Crawford retired, and he was actually with the Devils, which I totally forgot. So they needed <laughs> a backup. So I think they they gave them a call. It's like, can you put Dell on waivers? So they had to bring him up, dress him for the game, and then send him down through waivers. So that was put on waivers yesterday or today? I can't. I, I haven't yesterday had a chance. Yesterday, and he got claimed by the Devils today. Oh, he did. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So now, there. so that contract is now off Toronto's book, and that gives him a little bit more leeway. Now, again, Jack Campbell is a good goalie too. So, in my opinion. The fans really don't like Freddie Anderson. Nope. Oh, I don't. Um, well, actually, I do. I like him exactly where he is. <laughs> I don't think he's bad, though. But he's, he's not. He's, he's not, not terrible. He but he's not he a top ten. Way overworked. No, I don't think he's a top ten. No. But you should you should be able to win in spite of him. Yes, but he. I don't. I, God, I, I, I like talking hockey. I don't. I don't see him as the goalie who will steal something for the Leafs. He will backstop them. He will mm-hmm. not steal it for them. Sure. Fair. And uh, he's no Q Joe <laughs> or Belfour. 
billion dollars. Um, <laughs> that's my own drop. There you go. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, I'm just looking at the taxi squad for Ottawa. Who is Jonathan Aspido? Don't worry about him. I, I, <laughs> I think, is he a defenseman? Yeah. He's a defenseman. Yeah. I don't uh, even super young too, right? 21. And with, with Ottawa, it's actually the Uber squad, right? <laughs> yeah. I like that. <laughs> but like, so yeah, going back to Toronto, as I looked that one up, they, they don't really have a third goalie. Well, that's what I'm wondering what's going so, on with them now that they've don't, they got rid of him. Well, now apparently goalies are going to be flying around everywhere this year. So that's one thing. They're like monkeys. Yes. Um, where is he? Jonathan Aspero, 21 years old. I I know nothing. I've never even heard this name before. I've heard the name. He's undrafted. I I've, I just noticed the name on the taxi squad. I'm like, I never even noticed this name before. Yeah, I've noticed him before. I, do, I just don't remember where. I'm guessing he's probably an ECHL level player. Well, why would we have him on our taxi squad? Because we wanted to have other people. Because EHL players are going to play games. I suppose. Which, where I'm surprised at with uh, Zub. Zub's on taxi. Well, they wanted to have two defensemen. If they didn't have Zub or... or I thought Yarosh would be a good fit there. Because Yarosh is old enough to deal with it. Hmm? Or do you keep Lajwa? They hated Lajwa. I don't don't know what it was. Well, Lajwa's gone now, so we don't have to worry about that anymore. Yep. But, no, I, I, I... I did notice that they kept Joey Decord, which was kind of what I was expecting them to do as the goalie to keep on the taxi squad so that uh, Mandelisi and Philip Gustafson could be down in Belleville. Mm-hmm. Well, wherever the AHL team is playing, yep, I presume. Yeah, Belleville. Yeah. I thought that so was interesting. My, the other thing with that, because we've got tomorrow, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We've got three, six games in ten days. Oof. And we've got a back-to-back in Vancouver. I would not be surprised if Joey Decord plays a game. Yeah, it depends on how things go. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, like you got to get Hogberg in, but I think you can probably get Decord, and you should get him into a game or two. Mm-hmm. Or That's five. And like, who cares, right? And he's already down, so he can play in in Belleville too, and you can just flip these guys around. So I don't know. It's uh, that was an interesting oh, choice, but yeah. But did you not play. just say if you bring Decor in and he plays a game, then you send him back to the taxi squad? He has to clear waivers. He's waiver exempt. He's young enough. I think he's waiver exempt. Oh. Now, there's so many rules to know, and I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> now, of the three forwards on the taxi squad, Philip Schlappick, Michael Haley, and Matthew Pekka, they are not, they are not waiver exempt. Artem Zub, Jonathan Aspero, and Joey Decord are. The other three are not. That's, that's fine. Well, I don't. You sure Schlappick isn't? According to Cap Friendly, nope. Okay. That's fine. I don't think anyone's going to take them anyways. That's what we said about Rudy Balsers. No, I, I I was a little bit nervous about him going down. I'm disappointed with that. 
I we am. Kept, we kept Al- Alex Galchenyuk on the regular team, and we lost Rudy Balsers. That's a good I'm sorry. I didn't That's a fail. Think of that. That's a fail. I forgot about Galchenyuk again. That absolutely is. Because I, in, in my opinion, I don't think Balsers got the chance to, to to prove himself at the NHL level. He only played like 15 games last year. Yep, and on he a was bad team. on a really bad team. He didn't stand out as a bat as a sore thumb. And I mean, on a bad team. If you don't look like you're terrible and you're on a bad team, I'm okay with that. But I'm sorry. That is a management fail that we have Alex Galchenyuk and we lost Rudy Balsers. Not impressed. Not impressed at all. Yep. I'm not happy about that. Now, now, if San Jose puts him back on waivers within 30 days, we get first crack at him. And they have to keep him on the... NHL roster. NHL roster. Hmm. Now they might because they're so they're they're bad. There's so many rules. Yep. Yep. So you know, I was talking to one guy about this stuff, and he was just like, "But if you make a waiver claim, don't you get bumped to last to choose?" I'm like, "No." He's not because he also got confused with all of his fantasy draft waivers things. So it's very easy to get confused about reality and fantasy these days. Looking at cap friendly, just, I mean, they're not the be all and end all, but they're usually pretty darn good at this. They have 14, uh, San Jose has 14 forwards. Balsers is not one of them. He's listed as non-roster. Not hurt. Must be hurt. Not taxi squad. Non-roster. No, he's that's hurt. No quarantine. Quarantine. Uh, Okay. We must have traveled commercial. <laughs> well, I think even at that, you have to. You have to crossing the border. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Fair enough. All right, I'm just, I'm just. What a keep, mess! Keeping an eye on things. What a mess! <laughs> Every time a player gets traded across the border, it's like, damn it, <laughs> two weeks in a yeah. hotel. Well, there well, should be used to that goal. by now. Yeah, there's one goalie who's already gotten claimed three times. I think he started. In, or he was in Edmonton. And then Carolina claimed him, and then they put him back on waivers, and I believe Calgary claimed him. So he actually never left Edmonton. So he he's good. <laughs> he's good. Because it's still within Alberta. So he's able to just drive over to Calgary. Nice. But well, like, if, what a mess. If there are players moving between the East and the North Division, right? So the, the Scotia North and the Mass Mutual E. Uh, mass, yeah. mu- mass Mutual East Division. We'll just call those E transfers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've seen that one. It's pretty. Thanks, good. Dave Hodge. I'm not taking credit for it. It's Dave Hodge. Um, what else do we have here? Living arrangements. Yeah. So Stutzla is staying with Brady and Josh Norris at Mark Stone's house. And apparently, and then Norris and Batherson apparently. Both speak fluent German. Didn't know German was that uh, popular of a language. I knew Norris spoke. I didn't know about Batherson. That's interesting. Well, I learned how to translate snot rockets thanks to Google. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was funny. I was reading that. I mean, I I, like, is this what you meant to write? I, yes. took, yep. I took a year of German in university, so I understand a little of it. I, I, I'm better actually at reading it than hearing it. But I was reading it going, What? <laughs> like I was, I was kind of getting. I kind of got the word rocket. I'm like, okay. I think it was balls, actually. 
or, or I, I caught part of it. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense at all. Because <laughs> clearly I never knew the word for snot. That's the problem. <laughs> Schnauzenhogen. Yeah. What else do we have here? Uh, what else do we have? Uh, Brandstrom doesn't care what side he plays on. Just like you know, Philly don't do back check or whatever. <laughs> the rebounds. <laughs> Philly don't do rebounds. So, no, yeah, back check, I think. There's there's the um the controversy of the way that Tim Stutzler spells his last name, which which you got a little bent on. Well, well I, I ordered a jerseys and I don't know what's gonna happen. So I I don't know I I I think that's neat. I like the umlaut. If you I'm, think I'm bent on it, you should look at NHL.com. Uh, why? S T question mark T Z L E. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. they're so I, I ordered it. I just ordered a Stutzla white jersey, and I put the umlaut in it. And I'm, the thought crossed my mind. And for sand. I think I'll just fun. wear it. I think I'll just keep it if it's like that too. That'd be kind of fun. And of course, you see, you know, the guy that's going to receive the order is going to be like, "Ah, it's good enough." <laughs> that's what he asked for. I put it on for. Is that like control V? Like, I don't understand, but all right. That's what you want. Like that, oh, come on. You, you know what the, the, the keystroke is for that? Alt 0252. What, for a U with an umlaut? Yeah, for the lower on, on English keyboard, if you're using the extended ASCII. Yeah. It's like craziness. Well, like English isn't the only language here, folks. Like, for, especially into like, even no, like some like there's Chinese. There's so many English. languages, right? Yeah, well, exactly. Like Ethan Bear. How, how great. How is it that we've never had accents on francophone players before? I don't know why they didn't what, do it. It just wasn't assumed. Well, that's what I mean. Like, why they say no? We're not doing that because but, you know. We're, correct we're me if I'm wrong. In, in French, you don't need it on the capital, though, do you? Yes, it's optional. No, you, you, you're supposed you're supposed to have it on. The accents capital. are always there, whether the letters uppercase or lowercase, okay, because well, otherwise, I the, think in Spanish it's not. It affects the pronunciation if it's not there. Agreed. So they're always there, but now the Rangers did it with uh, Lafreniere, and yeah, so they put the accent on it. I I think it's because they can get more fans that way. So good for them, smart. Um, and Montreal, I think they just did it for one of their guys, and they also did it for uh, Daniel Briere back in the day. Oh, okay. I don't remember having, having. But I don't remember many. Even yeah, even the Canadians they weren't doing it. It's been kind of fun to see the umlaut substitute. It's fun. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Well, I like the way that you put it into our name on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I laughed. I'm like, oh, okay. Why not? What else? What else? Yeah, well, Eugene's Anna's another guy. I thought. Yeah, I thought. Well, <laughs> Yeah, I didn't read his blog. I, I don't read it either because what's the point? But this this guy, his timing could not be worse. So he for, for the outside of Ontario listeners, he ended up blogging about his plans to have 6,000 fans in the building for games. And he posted that and tweeted about it the same day that Ontario was, heart, was getting tighter in regards to their uh, lockdown. Yeah. Rules. It's unfortunate timing. So again, yes, you have a good idea and everything else like that, but 
<sighs> Your timing could not be worse again. It's like us recording an episode, then some major news will happen tomorrow. <laughs> it usually happens that way. Well, there's there are there is major news happening tomorrow. It's just not has hopefully it has nothing to do with hockey. Oh right. <laughs> oh, that's Wednesday. Tomorrow, that's Wednesday. Well, no, there'll be lots of news tomorrow, trust me. Oh, I'm sure of trust it. Trust me. I'm sure of it. Uh who wants to read the email that we got from way down way way, way far away? I got it here on the screen. I can read it. Give her. Uh, I got an email from Mark. It says, Cheers from New Zealand. Hi, Sens Call-Ups. I found your podcast as the 2019-2020 season hit pause. I'm a former Ottawa Valley native now living in New Zealand, where it requires even more dedication to be a Sens fan during the past few years. I loved almost all the off-season moves by the Senators, except the Bobby Ryan buyout. It seems he had turned a significant corner dealing with addiction, and his game showed sparks of earlier glory. Ryan seemed like a good locker room player and was active in the community, so I don't get the buyout especially when we're after veteran leadership. It seems we could have taken the risk or on another season. The buyout should have happened a year earlier or a year later. Your thoughts? My only other quandary is why we didn't draft JJ Pirka. Paterka. Paterka. Cheers, Mark. Well, I think we talked about that with the Bobby Ryan thing. It's the timing seemed a little odd. I think we were all for it a year before, but then kind of after what happened, it's like, oh, well, it's odd timing. At this point, we've got to just wrote it out. Exactly. And he's scored two goals today. I think he's got three. Yeah. Well, good for him. Yeah, I'm, good for him. I, Curtis I'm, I'm, also scored. I, I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm happy he's doing well, and, and I'm happy that a team wanted to take him on, and I hope he succeeds, and I hope he gets another contract after this one. Yeah, he looked he looked a lot thinner too. I saw a video of him. He's He's lost a lot of weight, so I think he's doing really well. So good for him because he did end strong here. Very um, much so. Again, I totally agreed. I thought that we would give him the year to take a look and then maybe have the opportunity to, to switch him out. But I had to look up who JJ Paterka was. Yeah. Another German player who was taken in the second round by Buffalo, if memory serves yeah, correctly. So Buffalo took him right after we took our second round guy. Now, and he was also Stutzler's uh, line mate in Germany. So you would think that with the synergy that they have, it would be great to pick up both of them. And he, he was also excellent in World Juniors. Now, the one thing that tells me, again, because we don't know everything, the Sens get a lot of grief for continuously taking players from North Dakota. It's like, well, you're only scouting the one team. However, on Stutzel's team, they could have taken a guy that plays with him and they chose against it. So is the analysis that without Stutzla, he's not that great? Kind of the call and wait with, with or without Mark Stone. Hard to say because the player they took right, the Senators took instead of Paterka was Roby Yarventi, who played reasonably well at the World Juniors for Finland. Curtis David? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Paterka, or not Paterka, the uh, Roby Yarventi didn't have the best tournament, but he's also much younger, I think, and not on a great check team. 
finish. Okay. Oh, I think they ended up winning silver, didn't they? Yeah, they did. So, again, these are the things. It's like, okay, if, if they're choosing too many guys off of one team but not from the other, that tells me that they've done some analysis of some sort that we don't know. So this is where we trust the team that they made the right decision. We'll go with it. And the the other thing about all the players from North Dakota, some of them, they're being picked before they're there. They just end up going there. Like they're not actually there yet. Sanderson was in the national team. And Tyler Clevin was part of the USA U18 program. But he's there now. And is... uh, uh, Bernard Docker. So, yeah, <laughs> they're they're the alternate to playing in the. If you want to play for the, if you're drafted by the Senators, that's where you go to play your college hockey rather than going in the HL. That's fine. That's I'm okay right. with yeah, that. yeah. I'm okay with that. Um. Okay, so we've done email. Sorry, I'm just keeping up with what's going on. Um. Stuff from around the around the NHL. Um. We were talking earlier about waivers and, and players moving around. Corey Perry was waived by Montreal. That's surprising. Well, <laughs> surprising that they He played do. well in Dallas in the playoffs. It's surprising that he also didn't get claimed. Is, is he on taxi squad now or is he just not around? So I'm checking. Uh, yes, he's on the taxi squad. Yeah, very interesting. They only have five. Yeah, you need between four and six. Okay. Well, that would be five. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Uh. (laughs) Math is a wonderful thing. (laughs) Um, People who either we like or we don't like. Quick hits. Um... Babcock takes Milbury spot on the NBC panel. Yeah. Well, that's somebody I don't like taking somebody. I don't like spot. I go. Oh, no. <laughs> that's, that's that's textbook Geigo. <laughs> that's 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 some negative or nil, no. I guess I don't like either one of them, so I'm not really interested in what either one of them has to say. To be completely honest, yeah. um, people who we do like, uh, Mark Stone named captain of Vegas. That is that the first captain they've ever had? First captain, yeah. Okay. So uh good for him. Good for him. Very Didn't he come out and do a curtain call after a a game with no attendance? Or is that intentional like they're televising the third the first second and third stars? I think I, I think, don't know. Who knows? Maybe. Anyway. Well deserved for him. Yeah. I'm happy for him. Uh, as we spoke of in the last episode. Didn't want to be here, so I mean just Well yeah. Right? That's fine. If he doesn't want to be here and we moved him, that's fine. That's not what happened with him. <laughs> uh, Evander Kane files for bankruptcy. Yeah, where's, where's your money from? <laughs> What's that? Sorry? <laughs> where's your money phone now, Evander? Well, uh, he's... Say one of the articles I was reading that he was filing for bankruptcy with total debt of twenty six point something million dollars. Dollars, yeah. Now it's, he's he's made thirty four. Well, it's all the tax. But how do you 
how do you spend twice as much as you make it's, when you're making that hard. Of money? Gambling is can be very addictive. Apparently, he's his losses it's, in gambling have been over a million and a half in the past couple of months. Yeah, it's bad. I can't remember what his marker was when they played in Vegas in the playoffs two years ago. I think he owed the hotel at least a half million dollars for a week. That's insane. Yikes. Yeah, like, but like, I, I I realize it's an addiction. Mm-hmm. But hello, room service. I'll have the Fabergé egg, please. Again, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Fabergé egg omelet is what this you're asking. Terrible. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I guess. Maybe he doesn't have much of a support system to Send say. Me a tray of those creme brulees. No, I just no, like to smash. Well, in, in his filing, he named all of his family as dependents. Hmm. So, I this mean, might I, be second level to Jack Johnson. I hope. Yeah, I hope he can turn it around. Um, yep. But, and I hope he can get assistance for what this. That, like, it's obviously a very serious issue, and I hope that the. Uh, NHL player assistance program can do, uh, to be completely honest, I hope they can do for him what they did for Bobby Ryan. I realize the problems are different, but I hope that he can get the same sort of positive life, literally life changing and life altering results from it because he, he needs it. He definitely needs it if he wants to. And I mean, yeah, Jack Johnson is a great example of. Uh, now that was his family really messing with. That was his. just theft. Yeah, it's essentially theft. His family just ripped him off, or his parents specifically ripped him off for pretty much everything he had made, or they spent money that he was suddenly finding out that he was backing up. Yep. Like, Whoa, hang on, how did that come about? Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. Um. With everything that's going on with COVID nineteen at the moment, the, you wrote down a. I know that there were seventeen positive tests in Dallas, and they've delayed the beginning of their season. Yep. That's not. That's ominous, really. That's ominous. Like if that's happening in one city, mm -hmm. how many is it going to happen in? Especially, no offense to our uh, friends and listeners in the U.S., but south of the border, where it's rampantly out of control. Up here, we're doing the best to clamp down on it with some rather draconian measures that, you know, make sense, but we may not be happy with. But there's not a whole lot of uh, control. It doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of control in the U.S. Right. It's it's up to everybody to do what they want, and an awful lot of people are doing exactly that, and that's why the death toll is mounting so quickly. But if that's going to happen to one team down there. How how are they going to fix that? If we're already doing fifty six games in one hundred and fourteen days, and Dallas isn't playing until like next week, I think they, they start tomorrow. Is it they're only but delayed yeah, by I a think, week? Yeah, I think so. And they're just playing with if they're starting tomorrow, they can't have those players who tested positive playing for them. Well, no, because they tested positive weeks ago now. Okay, okay. Every time I see a stat that says test positive, I cannot help but to think of Michael Scott from The Office and his talking head, <laughs> apparently negative in the medical world, is a good thing. When it <laughs> I tested positive. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> well, it depends on what you're testing positive for. 
a heartbeat. Good. <laughs> you know, oh yes, you have one. Congratulations. It's still ticking. Right. Good. So with 17 players with COVID, what's the best thing that Dallas Stars can do? Forfeit? Have fans in the stands. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Great idea. So Dallas, no. Arizona, and Florida have limited fans in the stands. But they've been doing the same for NFL games. Like this doesn't really come as a surprise. The no, only difference- but again, it's uh, should you uh, personal freedom, Eagles and freedom, folks. Personal freedom. Eagles and freedom. The, the the difference is at least uh, Florida and I believe Arizona are open air stadiums. Dallas is not, and Dallas set an, an attendance record for the Cowboys this year. Did they? I believe so. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought I heard Jerry Jones on the radio talking about that on one of the uh, U.S. stations I was listening to at one point. I could be wrong. I could be wrong on that. But, yeah, would you really want to sit in a hockey arena, which is definitely an enclosed space? And, I mean, if, if for example, if there were fans in the Canadian Tire Center, we all know that the air blows... If you've ever sat in the 300s where you freeze because all the cold air is, you're much closer to the air vents because it's all blowing down. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to sit up high and have the airflow blow things away from you? Yes. Or do you want to sit down low where you're away from all the people in the cheap seats? Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I want to be in both. I'm asking this semi tongue in cheek, but also, I mean, I wouldn't go. Yeah, no, I, I'm not going. No, not going. Just get me away from people. I've, I've managed to get this far in a not a great environment. Thank you very much for my day-to-day work life. Um, I managed to get this far. I'm not putting myself in a high risk, a higher risk than my daily life. No, not at this point. Situation. I love going to games. I wish I could have been there for Stutzler's first goal, but this can wait. Yeah. He, he, he'll be around for a while. We're in the home stretch. Yeah. Also, three oh. years. Well, another. Then you don't want to be here when you ship them off. It'll be for a while. Eight um, assets. And I mean, it, 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 it. We've got this far into this pandemic. It's not time to start being stupid. I guess is the way I would look at it. Don't be stupid. Yeah. Stay the course. Don't be stupid. Because it'll get worse if you do. You think it's bad now? It'll get worse. I'm not interested. In worse. This is bad enough. Thanks very much. It um, could be worse. Yeah. Could be worse. <laughs> um. <laughs> Anything else that's a... Today is Marc Messier's birthday. Caught this one on the radio this morning. Marc Messier is 60 today. 60. Luckily for him, he's always mm-hmm. looked 60. Easy now. He has. No, he's always looked old. No, you know I'm not wrong. But he's 60. Well, that's the thing about birthdays, though. I bet you can't have this one. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm not going there. Uh, that'd be really dark if I did. Um, but he's 60. Like That makes me feel really old. Because I can remember Mark Messier from his like youngest playing days, and I'm not sixty, by the way. No, <clears throat> but getting there. Thanks, appreciate that. Uh, I've got a, I've got a while to go before I get to sixty. I know you're you're several years behind me on that, but that's okay. I don't mind being a trailblazer. It's not that far away. Thanks. You make no, me feel I'm thinking better. Myself. <laughs> <laughs> <Not that far laughs> away. You're younger than I am. 
You're not you're not doing my self esteem any help here. Thanks. No, but we're making our own selves feel better <laughs> <laughs> to the detriment of you. Oh well, okay. As long as it works for you, that's fine. Uh, I don't have too much else to talk about. I mean, it's, we had two games to talk about. We've done that. We talked about a few things that are happening around the league. We talked about that. Uh, we read an email, which is great. Thank you very much. Um, week ahead. Yeah, well, week ish ahead. We're not entirely sure what we're, what our recording schedule is going to be like. So you know, go out five or I don't know five games and something. We'll yeah. see when we yeah. come back. Well, hopefully, the new series, but we'll see. Uh, so Winnipeg, 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 nineteenth, twenty first, twenty third. And then again, we'll don't know what our schedules were yet. And then 25th, 27th, 28th in Vancouver. Um, the last game against Winnipeg is in Winnipeg. The first two are here. First two are here. Oh, so. Yeah. So we're out East, I think for two weeks, Bruce said. So, Oh, that's a lot of late night games coming up. Yep, United in bed. United in bed, exactly. But not United. Don't unite in bed. That's uh, not good for COVID. Socially distance in bed. That's um, right. Th- thanks. Um, if, if there's somebody who you're already united with, it's okay. Just don't unite it in bed with strangers. Five, less than five people. <laughs> <laughs> if it's more, it better be a pretty big bed. Well, maybe not. I don't know. Could go either way. Uh, yeah. Yes, united in bed. That's going to be some late night games. Winnipeg. Well, Winnipeg's only an hour behind us. That's not too bad. It's a 10 o'clock start anyway. 10 Eastern start. Yeah. The two here are at 7. And then next Saturday, it's 10 p.m. Because you got to get that room for Leafs. So it's a 9 o'clock start in Winnipeg. Well, no no fans of the game, so it doesn't really matter. Okay. See, I'm still thinking people going to a game, that would just suck. But no fans of the game. So, yeah. Mm, Whatever. It's all Toronto-driven scheduling, right? Oh yeah, February's a mess. Oh, well. not, is it February? Or March? I guess it's March. No, February. So it's February, we have three Saturday games. They're all afternoon. And what's this electronic March, dance music festival after Vancouver? EDM, EDM. Oh, Edmonton. Okay. Don't don't eat the eggs. <laughs> the yellow stuff looks good. God. Oh, brother. Ooh. All right, so that's the week to come, ish. Ish, yeah. Okay, I think we'll we'll talk off to uh, try to set up put schedules. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Uh, what grinds your gears? You know what really grinds my gears? Anyone? I got nothing. Anti-mass protest. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) What's come on? I was actually going to say, I don't really have anything that grinds my gears really badly. I got one noted down, but I'll keep that for another episode. I was actually going to say the thing that doesn't grind my gears, the thing that lubricates my gears (laughs) um, was was something we talked about earlier, which was going for a couple of walks this weekend and seeing so many snowmen around the city. It really, honestly, it really warmed my heart to see that to see so many people going outside. I mean, I don't know if it's a trend on Pinterest or whatever, or Instagram, I don't care. But so many people out building snow forts and snowmen and decorating them and just everybody seems to be laughing and giggling when they were doing it. It was really quite heartwarming that in the middle of this, people were still going out and having fun doing that and being outside and getting some exercise and some fresh air and everything else and having fun in 
while still respecting the restrictions that we're under. And I mean, we're under some pretty restrict, you know, some pretty severe restrictions in Ontario at the moment, you know, pretty much almost everything yeah. closed. Just only go outside for exercise or going to work or getting groceries. Yeah, or medical don't water. socialize in less than a, less than a group of five, which yeah. doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> it's like, where am I going with a group of five? Nowhere. That's the idea. You're not supposed to be going anywhere with them. Right. No. So what? What? <laughs> exactly. I'm very confused. Not confusing. It's very straightforward. Five or less. So you to can't do it. In, you can't do it in five or less. Fine. Then don't do it at all. The end. But I can't. I don't need five people to go to the doctor with me. Then, well, that's not socializing, is it? Hmm? Right. But I'm. But confused. I can go to the Caribbean, right? Yeah. I, I still don't understand how recreational travel is allowed by flight and not by car. I don't understand why we're having recreational flight while we're having well, I don't, travel to the U.S. period. It's like, nope, no flights there either. Come off. Come off. Because people are flying in from the U.S. every day. Mm-hmm. They are. And I'm, I'm not just talking people like America. Oh, I'm talking Canadians, too. They'll go visit there and they'll come home. It's fine. Yeah, no. Nope. Cut it off. I I would. I'm rather draconian that way, I would suppose. But like, why are we crossing? Why are we cutting off just land transfer, like like land travel? We'll cut off the air what, travel. Look what New Zealand did. With forty eight hours notice, we're you cutting can off come air back. travel. Yeah, you can come back, but you must stay at a hotel for at least two weeks. At your own expense, we'll set up a quarantine uh, center. In- uh, yeah, unless you're coming back permanently. But I think it's. Well, I someone would- was telling me it's like if you're going into New Zealand and you're staying for less than a month, then you have to pay for it yourself. Oh, sorry. No, I meant people coming here. I would set it up as you want to travel internationally? Fine. When you come back, you're staying at this wonderful COVID um, quarantine center. We'll use the um, Nav Canada Center in Cornwall. And uh, you will pay for your room and board for two weeks. Yep. Oh, you don't want to do that? Then you're not traveling. Or you're not coming home. Those are your choices. Like, Canuck, you did it on your own. And knowing that you're following all the rules. Oh, I went to New Brunswick. And and this was domestic travel. Yeah. So... It's like, do you really need to go? Do you? Like, I know this sucks. But do you really need to go? Well, some people think that it's they need to go because it's it's they 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 uh they already planned it or um they really want to and they just need to get away and they need to do this and it's um, me that fun. Yeah. Are you gonna are you gonna enjoy yourself there? I can understand oh, I the mindset, but then the what the nagging thought comes out of my head is okay what if something happens down there to yourself and then it's like okay that was stupid of me to do that but also like what's going to happen now with health and insurance and and that kind of stuff on top of the you know the dangers of getting ill like well travel insurance won't cover it i don't think insurance is going to cover it nope well one of them will but so i'd be looking at it i mean if i had the opportunity to travel south I won't because of these rules, but I'd awfully, I'd enjoy it an awful lot if I could go. Mm-hmm. I really would. And I mean, I live in a, <laughs> I live in a high risk environment because of what I do. So I'm accustomed to being inordinately careful to the point where, um, earlier this fall, um, I was out shopping with a couple of people who I know and they found my behavior extraordinary. I'm like, well, you you do this what once a week? And like, yeah, I said I I'm out in the public 
45 hours a week. Mm-hmm. I have to deal with being this close to a whole lot of strangers all the time. So yeah, I'm really careful because I do this all the time. It's not just, well, I'm a little bit careful, but I don't have to pay that much attention to it. And, and they were like, oh, okay. I'm like, yeah, by the way, wash your hands and stop touching your face. But anyway, <laughs> that was just me. Anyway, uh, so I don't have anything to grind my gears. We've talked about what's coming up next. Uh, let's get out of here. Um, we don't know exactly when we're going back. We're, we are trying to be a little more regular. As, as you can see, we're instead of going on vacation, just mm-hmm. instead of going on vacation and spending your money there, feel free to donate it to the show. Sure. We would never it's mind sick. that. We would never mind that. That would always be very, very, very welcome. And if you don't want to donate your money, but you want to drop us a line, I forgot to do this earlier, uh, you can always email us at podcast at sendscollops.com. You can use the forums. The game threads are back. Bingo is back. Haven't had a bingo yet, as far as I know. Um, Had some old faces and some new faces show up in the game threads. So you're not at the game. If you want to show up and chat with a bunch of folks who are watching the game and making fun of whatever's going on, do drop by sendscollops.com. Sign up for the web forums. It's quite informal, and uh, if you want to play bingo, everybody will say, "Is that a bingo? Is, is that a you know a dabbable square?" Yes or no. And some of them, it, it's all in fun. Like it's not, it's not serious. Lord knows, it's not serious because I couldn't handle it if it was. One eight four four S C U S E N S is the uh, versatile waiver line. Uh, feel free to drop us a line. So, boys, anything else? Sorry, what was that phone number again? One eight four four S C U S E N S. So one eight for Stutzla, four four for that used to be a Pajo, but good brands. Okay. Yeah. All right. On behalf of Pan and Canuck, I'm Cardinal. Thank you all very much for listening. Good night. Stoo!